everybody. Got to restart. You know what I'm saying? Because my boy Derek had his Van Gogh going on. One of the ears wasn't working. But, you know, everything is a go. Oh, yes, the entendres are plenty. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, fans of all ages, welcome to another episode of Fans, where you, the fan, can compete. We also love to discuss music news, culture, and everything related to entertainment as it intersects with us. So, today, uh, <laughs> as I'm reading my notes, a prompt popped up. My bad about that. But, um, you know, today we're going to discuss a few topics that I think y'all find very interesting. But before we get into all of that, I want to remind you to follow us on all social media platforms, OTS Media Co. You can follow us on Instagram. You can definitely find us on Twitter, OTS Media on YouTube. You can also find us as on the sidelines um, on Facebook. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Next, I want to introduce you to the fam, the team, the squad, we lit, my co-hosts, my co-workers, however you want to say it, we have Janine Berry, Hi. and we have uh, Derek, spelled the black way, Myers. What's going on? Good to see y'all again. So it's good to see y'all too. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> it, I've been boy, on the hiatus, has... so I, I apologize, but. Man, there's been That's so much know. life that has been lightened in my life. Yeah. Yes, sir. The relocation yes, sir. has been uh has been significant. But you know, have this recorded so we can have this moment of etched in digital stone, you know, relocating from uh LA back to Michigan. So <sighs> it's good to be home, you know. Troy Jersey on, you know, squad in the background, Saginaw, Michigan, you know where I'm from. You know, while uh, our star athlete, Draymond Green, got put off the playoffs, we still have our uh, star son, the OG, Darvin Ham, head of the L.A. Lakers, straight from Saginaw, Michigan, in the playoffs right now. Wow. It's funny how y'all just claim people randomly now. All right. But let's just... What you mean? He's literally from Saginaw. Like, his mom was <laughs> even the mayor of the city. Like, he, he went to, like, the high Saginaw High. What, what are we doing? I ain't never heard you talk about no Darvin Ham till today. Um, but Just yeah, like you so, never heard me talk about the Tigers, but here I am with like, a, a, what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> all right. Eh, it's all good. It's all good. Because I'm, we, I mean, and, and the reason why I'm kind of like, I got a little uh, thing with you is because mm -hmm. you've been ducking the smoke with me for uh, this fans battle. Uh, we're supposed to be doing the the J. Cole Wale battle, just so y'all know. Uh, that's supposed to be happening. Uh, I've been waiting to hear back from this man as to when that's going to happen. And that man has been dodging and weaving. I, like, it's some, I, you might as well play running back, bro. That boy is going through everything. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, I'm going to let y'all know, in June, it's official. Um, I don't have the exact date yet, but I'm gonna tell okay. you now. Next month, as in June of 2023, in the year of the Lord of our Savior, it's going down. I okay. am representing Wale. That's my guy, and I am more than confident Wale is able to beat J Cole. Not only like one up, but especially because Derek is playing J Cole. Like, I'm a fan of both of them. So, you know, hey, the best way to, to mean, bro. Hey. I, like and and that's what's been in my ears is J Cole. I've been listening to J Cole uh, nonstop for the last month uh, in preparation for the battle. Years. 
No, no, yeah, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. For, in preparation for this battle, I've been I've been uh, dissecting okay. every yeah. single thing that I can listen to to make sure that you know uh, this is good and and you know we get you up out of here as fast as the Warriors got up out of there. Hey, you know, well, I've been uh, an avid fan of J. Cole and Wale, you know, saw them in concert together and have each seen them in concert separately, in addition to listening to all of their mixtapes and their albums and, you know, just bopping along to the jam. So there's a, a proverb I love, right? It says, if you don't know yourself and you don't know your enemy, but you'll suffer defeat every time. If you know yourself, but you don't know your enemy, for every defeat, excuse me, for every win, you'll suffer a defeat. If you know yourself and you know the enemy, victory is guaranteed every time. I know both of them. Do you? Yes. What are we talking about here? So is victory not, not being not convinced? Guaranteed. I don't care if you're convinced or not. Victory is not not is not uh, guaranteed for both of us. It's just going to be for me. So I don't know. What are you looking what have like you been the Celtics? To? And I'm trying to turn the heat up. How to finish that joke off? What have I been listening? Oh, 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 man. That is a sore spot. My goodness. How's it a sore spot? See, the reason why you're not used to actually going through a series is because your team is always out um, of the playoffs. Okay. So, you know, yeah. as 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 much as uh, you've been winning, you know, in, in, compet- uh, uh, in contention for championships lately, um, that's exactly what we're going to see with this battle. You're going to come up short, and you know we're going to over the next couple of weeks until the battle actually starts. You and I are going to do a couple of activities to, uh, you know, just kind of like get this battle going. You know, and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm to say some of my my rebuttals there. for you. So I'm with it. Hey, hey that's perfectly fine, Janine. Yeah, yeah I, y'all, y'all started bringing in sports references <laughs> and all this other stuff. I, I buy out gracefully. I don't know nothing about that. Um, <laughs> I also have this thing where I've been trying to gamble using prize picks. I know nothing of no type of sports stats, nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Have have I been winning kind of sort of a little bit? I lost for the first time yesterday and now I'm done with it. So we're not doing that anymore. So yeah, fuck sports a little bit. Okay. But been, um, been, I haven't been, been listening you've been, to. <laughs> you've been gambling bl- blindly. <laughs> I mean, I look like I will Google <laughs> this person's stats, this person's stats, and and I look at like the last four games, right? And I'm like, okay, based off of these numbers, he should be able to put up X amount of points this game. And okay. it it just didn't work out for me last night, like at okay. all. Oh, you weren't so, talking about no. any Detroit Pistons players, so it's perfectly fine. No. Um, but what are you been listening to? Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> um, not Wale, <laughs> not J. Cole. Um, I've been listening to Selena over and over and over again, and it's one song, "Si Una Vez." And I don't know why, but I just listened to it over and over again for like the past week. It's a beautiful song. Um, and I've been doing, I've said this before, I've been doing a lot of SoundCloud versus mm-hmm. like actual singles. So I've been listening to like a lot of mixes and there's this, uh, DJ that I follow on SoundCloud called or named <laughs> Corey Towns. And he has this mix called for office hours. And it's just like straight heat from beginning to end. He throws like Afro beats in there, house in there, um, 
Jersey Club, a little bit of rock and roll. Like he literally Ooh. covers everything and it's just like a straight vibe. So that's what I've been listening to. Jersey Club is top tier for me way And I also feel like Jersey Club was way ahead of its time because Philly Club yeah. music or whatever this is called is kind of taking the spotlight right now. But yeah. all this dancing shit and like the beats and stuff is very Jersey Core esque, uh, Jersey Club esque. You know what I'm saying? And right. had TikTok been out when I was first introduced to it, what, 2008, 2009, like it would have had way more backing than it does now. Definitely. Uh, Jersey Club is, is perfect for like TikToks because it has like a lot of repeatable segments, it's high energy, mm-hmm. and the sounds are like, one of a kind, just like I'm, I'll be in there bopping like, hey, like you cannot not be in a good mood listening to Jersey Club. Like you, you facts. <laughs> so it's, if you don't like Jersey Club, I don't like you. And you can make a Jersey Club out of like literally anything, like they, like literally anything, and it'll go off. Like. One of the dopest mixes I heard, um, guy named Austin Mills, he's made his rounds on uh, Instagram here or there because he does some like pretty cool mashups. He's he's a one trick pony for the most part, so his stuff gets old really fast. But he had one of his uh joints that was like straight standout, and he took a gospel song from LaShawn Pace called "Act Like You Know," and I would have never thought it, but how he flipped that gospel song was so cold. Because I didn't even know the gospel song before he actually flipped it into a club beat. And he took, like, her, like, soloing over a part and then uh, made that the vamp. And then he brought the beat in off of that and he chopped her, vo- like, vo- uh, vocals up. I- I'm going to have to play it for it one day. But, um, yeah, I guess this is a perfect segue into what have I been listening to? A little bit of everything. Most of my music comes in the gym. Um, when I was back in LA, it was a lot different because I had like long treks to and fro, grocery store, gym, stuck in traffic. I can listen to so many things. Uh, back at the crib, there are a lot like shorter commutes, like five, 10 minutes. So I'm not really like making out albums as much, but, uh, man, I've been on that, uh, young boy, young boy. I've been on that young boy so much lately, man going through his whole discography like it's just so much energy and uh it's crazy because you know i'll be like that's my little youngin you know like he be hard-headed but his music just be i don't know i I resonate with it so when they always talk about how like young boy fans like bite bricks and be you know mentally retarded or whatever i'm like take exception to that because i bro i used to be bumping young boy in the lab I'm showing up walking through with my lab coat on, my goggles and my gloves, and I'm just, well, I shouldn't say whipping. I was whipping, yeah, but like, right, I'm, I'm yeah, still that's... lab. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was legal drugs. He was literally cooking. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, like, I was saving people, jokes aside. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see, another thing, uh, Bravo by Toby in Leagueway. That goes hard. Um, going through, like, my playlist. Uh, I just been going back on some old songs too, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Crush on You, Mr. Cheeks. I was like, dang, I forgot about that joint. That was classic. 
went back to uh urban legend by ti like that album is supremely slept on you know uh what else some old 42 dub some old eight ball and mjg off uh living legends what was i listening to today um armani white definitely goes hard been listening to some uh i was on my east coast today gangstar jada kiss and uh lastly took it to mississippi uh tito lopez one of the guys that doesn't get mentioned with a lot of the mississippi artists that uh dropped a lot of dope stuff like dear silas he has the light right now uh i went to jackson state with him you know prior to dear silas there was uh you know big crit who has been out here for a minute like making plenty ways as a, as a staple you know what i'm saying um let me see. And then we had David Banner for sure. And then uh yeah, Tito Lopez, man. He just did not get his flowers for the stuff he was doing. And then my guy Slim Pusher. Slim Pusher uh, actually ended up getting signed by, you know, Cash Money or Baby, or like he was close to the deal with him. Like he was even on like 106 and Park. Like he he solid bops. But yeah, anyway, off of that, got on a tangent. That's what I've been listening to. And oh, and a lot of classic rock. A lot of classic rock. Definitely going on a tangent with something you said about NBA a young boy real quick. Yeah, you were sure. saying that he's a young boy and he's like hard headed, but you like really appreciate his music. And I believe it's finesse two times recently has been kind of under, I don't know, criticism per se, because there's this young boy that he just signed. He's like 11, 12 and he's like wild, like just he's outside, outside. And he kind of took him un, un, under the wing and like taking him on tour, et cetera, et cetera. And some people are like criticizing him like, oh, you should be trying to redirect him into a completely different, you know, arena, I guess, versus kind of exposing him to more street shit. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that that was a good play for Finesse two times or not so much? Um, so for the folks who don't know, one of the many hats I used to wear, I used to be a high school teacher. And the school that I taught at was in the hood. Technically speaking, we were like the worst rated school in terms of behavior, where we had so many behavioral issues and suspensions the year prior that they actually capped us on suspensions this, the year I started. So even if stuff went down, we still couldn't suspend kids. Like, I have dealt with active shooters. I've dealt with people having guns in class with me knives blades in the boot you know what i'm saying folks running up popping the, the trunk you know i've broken up i don't know how many fights and basically it's like when i i learned a lot dealing with that crowd you know what i'm saying and the one thing i gotta give finesse two times like credit for he stepped up because everybody may not like what he's on and what he can show them but you didn't step up. He did. So it's like he had a willingness you didn't have, and now you want to talk about like the direction. But it's like if you had the resources and the wherewithal and you didn't execute in any of those areas, then I'm not going to criticize him for showing this guy what he thinks he needs because this is what he knows. And so he's saying, with what I know and with what I have, I'm willing to help you out because I don't like where you're going, even if he's not perfect. And until I see somebody else who's in a better situation do that, I ain't trying to hear nobody criticize. I agree. 
No, I I agree with that. I just I don't know. It's not easy. Story. Yeah, it's not. I don't I don't know the whole story, but I think I I think I have seen uh, some video of him with that kid. Um, so I don't want to speak on it too much, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like whatever proves to have like a higher success rate. Like you telling buddy, hey. You shouldn't be outside. You should go play a baseball or something like that's probably not going to resonate as as much as hey, you're outside anyway. Let me put you under the wing and like now you low key have have a little more guidance. You have somebody over overseeing you to make sure you're not out here wilding too bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it it, it yeah. can be a gradual thing to where he eventually does do a 180, but let's like at least try something like. Chris said, like, at, at least he stepped up in some way. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the big thing. Like, and to uh, clarify, I'm not saying that people can't and or should not have opinions, but especially for people, again, who have, like, keywords I said earlier was the wherewithal. Like, you know, you got the resources, you got the availability. If you have that, you're by these kids, you're by this kid, you're by this group. I urge you to do something instead of complaining about it. And if you don't have the capacity to necessarily, you know, do this undertaking yourself, but you know somebody else who does, reach out, you know what I'm saying? Like, get them looped in. Like, everybody's not saying that you in particular got to be a Superman, but we got to stop criticizing folks when we got resources to help and we're not using our resources. So let me ask you this then: What um, no. what resources uh, should John Morant utilize? Common fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> who who need, who who's gonna reach out to him? So <laughs> take, yeah, take that, that, him under their wing. <laughs> so and I think that's uh so yeah one of the. Hmm. We want to get into that. We want to say the producer spotlight in the end of the show. That's the end of the segment. Yeah. Cool. Cool. We'll, we'll put the. That was too good of a, seg- uh, a segue to. It, to, to no, it was, it was perfect. perfect. So we're gonna segue <laughs> to the first topic, man. We got to talk about John ja Morant and um how he's a shooting guard, literally, figuratively, you know, however you want to put it. Um, yeah. he needs to use common sense. You know, like the the groups that I taught in high school, the oldest will be like 26 now. The youngest ones will be around 23. It's Jai age range. So it's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, cool. I get how a lot of y'all think. Am I proud of it? No, but I get it. I've seen it. I've raised, you know, y'all, because I still got my students that I keep in touch with, right? Some of them got my number. Some of them, like, connected to me on Instagram. Like, a lot more connected to me on Facebook. Like, we still keep in touch, you know what I'm saying? And um, this generation, they love clout. They love, 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 love clout. And I think the the big issue is they grew up with social media and like a further level of development than we did, right? Because we were like the last generation that like legit grew up outside. Like I'll tell my mom, like there are certain things we do or don't do and like levels of common sense like we were raised with because I could walk out the house at 11 a.m. during the summer. You know what I'm saying? Be all up and down a neighborhood and I would only pop in if I'm hungry, eating for lunch, 
you know what I'm saying, need to get me some water or something. If I ain't get it at my, my partner's crib and just be home for the street lights, like we legit will be out for like a whole eight, nine hours. And like, we didn't have cell phones. So wasn't nobody calling to be like, hey, where you at? It was like, I just trust you're going to be out there. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't trying to Snapchat everything. Yeah, I'm on my bike with my friends. We was just having fun. And having the availability to show this stuff was cool. But again, in those developmental ages, like it was worse for them because they didn't have the background we had. Like Snapchat, I first used that when I was 23. For them, you know what I'm saying? It's like eight. Yeah. I didn't get my first cell phone until like I was in middle school, and that's only for emergencies because. I was at football practice and my mom needed to make sure I was good because she didn't get off work till it was dark and she'd come scoop me from the football field. Like I only had like five numbers in them. It was like my mama, my grandma, my aunt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I had these kids started. That was prepaid. Bro, my cousin's (laughs) first, my cousin's first phone, like when he got a camera phone, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. The camera was a separate attachment, like a scope on a gun. He literally had oh. to take out the camera, plug it into the phone, and then he could take pictures. Yeah. Oh, that sidekick like, was amazing. That that was that was revolutionary technology. Yeah. That was beautiful. But like, not to reminisce too crazy, but like, what I'm saying is like, the stuff that we can appreciate is because we grew up without having it. It was like, yo, this is so amazing to watch. You know, we didn't have unlimited text messaging. Like, when we all had phones in high school, it was like, call me after this time. You know what I'm saying? Don't call me before. I only got X amount of minutes. There were limits. There were boundaries. Mm-hmm. Now you got unlimited text messaging, unlimited calling, unlimited data. You got these apps that can show any and everything from any and everywhere to any and everyone at any time. And this is what they grew up with. So mm-hmm. to them, it is standard to show your day-to-day, to show the inner workings of your family, of your job, whatever. And as a consequence, you get hooked on the responses. Ooh, you did that? Ooh, this is what you're doing? Look how many people saw my life. Look how many people commented on what I did. And the thing is, is like it ties in all types of communities. Like gay, straight, you know, models, Hood dudes, educated, uneducated, you got money, you don't have money. Anybody can be anything on social media. And what I basically told somebody was Jai's this dude that got what all the hood dudes want. He got all the money and he got all the power. Mm-hmm. Like the social influence, rather. Mm-hmm. But he don't recognize what he has because he wants their respect. And they looking at him like, bro, you got what we want. And he's looking at them like, I just want your respect. So he tried to act hood, coming from this two-parent household, living like in a nice, like middle, middle or upper middle class family, like home. Like who dad got enough money to rip out their backyard and lay concrete for a basketball court? That's a fact. So it's like, what do we blame it on? Like, are we blaming it on the fact that he is still immature in a sense are we blaming it on this is just the norm and we should get over it do we blame it on the influences around him or are we blaming it on the fact that you just aren't making smart choices 
because a lot of people are trying to make this argument of, oh, it is the culture of music and hip hop and thug life, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that that excuse is played out. Yeah. Facts. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Everybody wanted to be a rock star, right? And we got to be super, super honest and open about this. While rock, like most genres that use like a beat on two and four were created by black people, it has not been overtaken by white people. And so when there was the white cultural influence within rock, there were a lot of things that weren't necessarily pensioned in black culture, especially like certain types of illicit drug use and how these, not only how these drugs were like used, but then like how people talked about it. So it's cool to like, you can yell. It was cool to like be out here wearing crop tops, you know, things that were not masculine. It was cool to have like serious binges on coke as long as I could play the guitar well and influence tons of teenagers to want to live this lifestyle, to run around having unprotected sex, McKinney and everybody showing off, supposed to be a man wearing fur you know, and minks and heels and lipstick and paint your face up and then do like gratuitous amounts of coke. Nobody got nothing to say about that. Everybody still wants to use the word rock star in a positive light. But then you take people from the hood who understood their own culture. It was like, yo, I'm getting money. I was able to put my family on. I was able to put my boys on. I'm riding in this nice car. Sure, I might smoke weed, but like I'm still doing all these things. I'm still getting to it. I still have something to show for it. Sure, my pants might sag, but again, I am still able to be functional and do boom, 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 boom. All of a sudden, it's a problem. I don't know if it's all of a sudden a problem. I think it just happens to hit home a little bit more, right? Because it's like, I remember watching like the VH1 docs and behind the music et cetera, et cetera, when rock with like ozzy osbourne and kiss and all them there was a point where they were totally against that shit too and like they spoke out against it kind of the same way we are but it didn't hit home for us because we're not watching kiss and we're not listening to ozzy osbourne so i guess it's just our turn to kind of go through that like what is deemed acceptable and what's deemed not well, when I say like all of a sudden it's wrong, what I'm getting at is like the public display was like, again, you know, everybody says, let's rock out. Everybody says, I want to be a rock star, right? Those are like household terms, you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy to me that when we saw people like coming from the hood that like talked about their street life, right? Then we like have so many negative views from white culture, black culture, outside culture, you know what I'm saying, on the rap style. I'm not saying that it wasn't, like, full of wrong elements. It was full of real elements, though. But again, I'm not saying that some of that stuff wasn't wrong, but, like, where was y'all keeping the same energy for decades? All this other stuff. Are you saying that this has to do with, uh, with the music? So, that's, yeah, yeah. So, with, with let, let me bring that back. Yeah, let me bring that back real quick. So, to Janine's earlier point is like, I, I think part of it is him just being immature, first and foremost. Um, secondly, I think this is the norm, but not saying we need to accept it. We need to understand it. 
right? Because some of the stuff they be doing is just ain't acceptable, but we can't be out here like getting in a hoopla every time something happens and we don't really understand like why. You know what I'm saying? Like the terms say there's a method to the madness. Understand that method. Understand how to reach these folks. You know what I'm saying? You can't really help job if everybody wants to talk to job like it's a PSA and an after-school special. Why is he doing some of this, though? I think one of the best takes I heard on it was from Bomani Jones. And you're saying everybody was talking about, man, you got all this money, you're going to lose this money. And that's real. Clearly, John ain't tripping on the money. Because when he first flashed the gun, he had to lose like X amount of time. He basically like was able to miss enough games where he couldn't be all NBA at the end of the season. The reason that's important is because had he made the all NBA honors list, he would have been eligible for a super maximum contract. So effectively, he missed out on at least an extra $39 million coming to his next contract. So some people are like, man, you missed out on $39 million, even though he already signed like a, a 200 some million dollar deal, even though he already had like connections with Powerade. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm I'm basically saying, like, not that the money ain't important, but like it's not enough to make him say, like, I need to change. Like there's something else going on. And people are so focused on talking to the money to him. If he don't care about the money, how are you supposed to reach him then? If that's your only angle. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's about the money. I, I think that um I think for him it's like we've already, you know acknowledged is is this is the the lifestyle that this generation lives is that they live their lives their lives in front of the camera um and they telling themselves their friends telling on them that that's just that's just what happens um i think for ja is one of those things where he's just I, i can't blame this on music I can't blame. Yeah, I don't think it's music. It's just immaturity. This is it's just it's stupidity. It's stupidity. Yes, he has. We already know he's he's technically set for life with the money that he has, right? If if he's if he's spending it properly and and saving it, you know, he's technically already set for life. I don't think that that's the problem. I think the problem is, um, and. Not necessarily. I don't even think the gun itself is an actual issue because, like, we can technically all, you know, yeah. if you're not if you're not a felon, we can all have a firearm. I have one myself, right? Like, it's not a legal thing to do. It's when you're mm-hmm. working for you have to you have to look at the NBA as a as a corporate job. Like, that's not it's not your regular nine to five. You know, if there are things that, you know, you already know will get you in trouble, that's what's going to get you in trouble. Yeah. You know, LeBron, as bad as he is with, with learning lyrics to songs, we, we see him in videos uh, uh, reciting what he thinks is being said, but uh, you never see him with a gun, right? Oh, real? Kyrie. Oh, well, I have, but not like in Instagram. Flashes, not like, like that. Not like that. That like that's irresponsible. Up. Yeah, right. that's 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 an irresponsible way of, of doing things because it's unnecessary. It's one thing if you're like, 
like a hunter or whatever, right? Like if you're going to go hunt or whatever, and you're showing pictures of things like that. That's a sport type of thing. What he was doing was just irresponsible because it can it, like you can literally you're holding the gun in a way that you're not supposed to hold a gun, Dancing. right? Dancing, and you're you're now at the point where you can misfire. <laughs> Uh, uh, you can you can hurt yourself. You can hurt someone else. You can kill someone, right? And that's the irresponsible part about it. So I'm looking at it about at, at the sense of like how he's holding the gun. The first time we saw him, he was holding it like like you know a little water gun, bro, like that. That was that irresponsible. Was that was uh, and then the second time he made sure that we that we saw he actually had a, an adult gun. Um, <laughs> And it's like, okay, I get it. That's not the way, that's that's not how you go about showing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to show that you have that. And especially when, you, when you're now that type of guy that's earning that type of money, it's not necessary, you know? So I don't, I don't blame it on the music. I just, like, I can, I can see, you know, if, if someone wants to blame it on that, it's not that. If you've been following the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies uh, for what the last year, two years, you've seen them doing stupid dances before. Bro, that's game. just a young team. It's a young team. That's what I'm saying. Like it's they they're young. They're stupid. I, this is what this is a part of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's unnecessary. It's 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 irresponsible because you've already apologized for this stuff in the first time. You got sat down for eight games. You lost out on the extra money that you would have made for the All Star uh, All, all uh, NBA list. Um, like to me, that's punishment enough. I mean, this might be like spiraling a bit, but like, what if we're putting way too much pressure on him? Because like, this kind of goes into the way I say, like, people put artists on pedestals or put celebs on these pedestals, like they're supposed to be these role, role models. When in all factuality, this is how old is y'all? Twenty what? 23, 24? Three. 23. Yeah. He's just a 23-year-old. He just so happens to have stupid amounts of cash, right? And then we also got to consider not everybody comes into the NBA like, I want to be the M MVP all-star. I want to break records, da, 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 da. They're like, this is just a means to get a bag and I'm going to get enough to where I can invest it properly to where I don't have to work. Right. So like it's clear that the money isn't really an issue for him as far as getting the extra 39 mil. He might look at this is enough money for me here to where I don't feel like I have to now put on a face and be the face of a brand, even though you kind of have to be or that's what you are kind of signing up for. But he doesn't feel like it. it's clear. He just doesn't give a fuck. And it was clear yeah, when yeah. he supposedly used. AI chat to issue an uh, apology. He does not care. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to just accept the fact that he don't give a fuck. Yeah, which like, is fine. I, I think we need to take a page of... Actually, let me stop right there. First things first, I apologize to everybody listening and or watching. I don't think music is to blame. I should have started that off with that so that to help you all, you know, be guided through my, my rank. Secondly, I think um, as a society, we got to stop putting a pedestal on people with money. We got that bad because a lot of us are upper lower class or lower middle class. That is typically like a 
good 70% of America. So, you know, yeah. if the dream to you is making $80,000 a year so you can be set and do stuff for your family, you look at somebody that's making, you know, literally over a hundred times that, you're like, why wouldn't you? Why are you? And I think it's unfair to like put them all of a sudden within this like, you know, a sick virtual signaling like lane on what they would, wouldn't, should, shouldn't do because they got money. Because it's like, yeah, money is what you get, but it ain't who you are. And yeah, we just but, think because we're so thirsty for it, like folks' behavior should match this. Like, yes, he signed a contract. Yeah, there's a morality clause. And yes, he did give his word after the first incident. He wouldn't do something like this again. I also think we need to consider the fact that maybe he is used to notoriety from Murray State. He's used to the notoriety, every highlight reel he's made. He's used to the notoriety locally and nationally. And so at this point, money is standard to him. So now that it's become his new standard, we can't expect him to look at it like we look at it because it ain't standard for us. And we got to no. stop putting all this pressure on these folks to operate how we think they should when they don't think how we think. Now, we'll see his thing. I don't think this is necessarily pressure. It's, it's common sense. When you're, I think when you're in a position, well, when you're in a position, like is there's pressure being in that position for sure, but we're not putting the pressure on them to be this perfect, whatever. I don't think that's what it is. I think what it is is that you're in this position. Celebrity is the is the is the center of the universe for this society. I, I mean. That's not something we're ever going to get away from. Like that's just that's what it is. That's what it's always been. That's what it's always going to be. Um, but when you're talking about um, about someone that is in that position, you do have certain levels of pressure. But at the same time, it's a common sense thing that when you're when you're in a position of influence, right? Dude, he uh, he just got a, a a I mean it was a basic shoe, but he got a, a shoe with with uh, I think Nike. Um, yeah. He's working with Powerade. Um, uh, I forgot his other endorsements, but you're you're jeopardizing more than just your basketball money. Like your endorsement money is what's going to lead you into doing other things as well, right? Outside of basketball. That's what that's that's where that's how I'm looking at it. Like it's stupid. Yes, it's stupid to do what he did, but it's stupid to jeopardize what could potentially be further down the road, right? And that's not what he's looking at. I get it. But like I get it, but at the same time, We're not putting more pressure on him than what the position calls for. Society I, I, is not putting more pressure on that man than what his position is, is called for. And I and, think we gotta dissect that a bit. I think it's more of the criticism. I think it's more of like the criticism and saying shit with like your whole chest and people just like <laughs> they people just feel very strongly about it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also I think when it comes to criticism with those positions and the pressure, um, I think we are putting a lot of pressure on these people. It's just one of those things that normally we see somebody handle it well, but people respond to things differently, right? So you got like a Kawhi. Kawhi stays off the grid. You know what I'm saying? Kawhi is like a megastar in the world of basketball. However, you don't really hear much from Kawhi except like a funny soundbite when he has to do an interview. Think about guys like Marshawn Lynch. They live their life. And outside of people like following them, they're like, no, I'm not giving y'all stuff to peer. And we go into music, even your boy J. Cole. Until like for your eyes only, people didn't even know J. Cole was married, let alone that like J. Cole eventually had a kid. Like nobody knew this stuff. As big of stars as these are. And I don't think Ja knows how to stay off the grid. That's cool. If you don't know how to stay off the grid, like, I don't think that as a society, we should look at him and be like, bet, these are the expectations. You know what I'm saying? Like, we shouldn't be looking at you like, why, 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 why? And again, without understanding, he's 23. All 23-year-olds don't act the same. Everybody ain't finna be LeBron coming out the league. Everybody ain't finna be Kobe. This is also a different generation. This ain't 95. This ain't 2003. This is 2023. Again, like there are so many things that are standard. There's like Snapchat, there's Facebook, there's Instagram. There are all these things that you're able to use at any given point in time to show anything to anyone, anywhere, for whatever reason. And as a consequence, when you grow up living your life like this and you still have to mingle with a society, with like a group of people that don't understand that, yeah, you don't have a lot of like morality clashes. His his generation is not the first to deal with social media in this position, too, right? Like you've got other players that are in the league that make the same amount of money or more that are around his age that have those those accounts and don't do what he's doing. Like at at some point, there is like yeah, we could we can say that there's some societal. Uh, uh, influences. At the end of the day, it's just it's on him. It's responsibility. It's personal accountability that is obviously not there, and it's fine. Like that's fine. That has to be acknowledged. But what it's about what you're willing to do from this point forward, and he's already shown what he's willing to do from this point forward because when he got busted two or three months ago. Between that time and this time, he has shown he does not care. And guess what? That's fine. But what's about to happen, because you don't care, is you're now about to become a cautionary tale. And I mean, that's just what and it that's is. His and life guess what? To live, and that's his and this is life to live. Yeah. And like, I'm sure it's perfectly and I'm fine. Sure God has people that are trying to guide him inside of the right way. So it's like, it's not like we're just let, letting him crash and burn. But at the end of the day, like, if I give you the tools, if I give you the, the um, game and you still decide to not take heed to any of that, then at this point, we just got to let you do you and hope for the best. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just find it interesting, like, to a degree, what we do and don't allow, what we do and don't find, like, acceptable amongst people. That's just a big thing. That's that's yeah. a big thing. We, we do pick and choose a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, we do. 
But all right, I think uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll get into uh, we'll get into our discussion about AI and music. Sounds like a plan to me. All right, we'll be back. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Dwayne from Pastor Ox and Life's a Botch Podcast. I'm coming to you with a real dope advertisement. If you got a moment, can we do that? Peep this. Yo, you tired of that uncomfortable feeling with your undergarments? You, you know what I'm talking about. Like, literally having to adjust so it gets real comfortable in between the, you know, the real safe space. Or maybe just wedgies from just going underneath, you know what I mean? All that, all that. Let's keep it in 100. Y'all know how I'm feeling. Y'all know how that feeling goes. Well, I want to introduce to you the ultimate solution coming from the number one premium and fit athletic wear just for you. I'm talking about none other than Champ Number One Boxers. Champ Number One Boxers is a black-owned underwear brand, okay? They literally specify in giving you the most top-notch, high-quality, premium, adjustable, and fittable, and totally comfortable undergarment wear that is just for you. Not only is it something that you can wear, feel good in, feel confident in, and love, but it's also high-quality, feels good, and on, most importantly, it is definitely fashionable, okay? Comes in a different, wide variety of so many different styles and themes to these undergarments. Something to make you look good, feel good, and swag real good in the process, all right? So, again, did I did I get to mention that this is also a black-owned brand? It's a black-owned brand, y'all, so if nothing else, definitely go support that 100%. So, what I want to do is I want to tell you, Head on over to OTS Media Co. on all social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you go over, you click the link in the bios, it'll take you straight to the Champ Number One Boxers website. You can check out all their styles, you can check out their bundle deals, you can check out why this brand exists, what it's all about, and trust me when I say you do not want to miss out on the types of opportunities going on right now on the site. Champ Number One Boxers. Make sure you do it for the champ in your life if you ain't already doing it for yourself, champ, all right? Champ number one boxers, make sure you go cop those, all right? All right. Tell me when. Oh, so now that we're back, I wanted to talk about uh, the next topic. Allen Iverson, one of my favorite shooting guards ever, and uh, his role in music. And uh, yeah, we've been having a big problem with AI. He he been he been everywhere, so we really got to. <laughs> no, no, we talking about artificial intelligence though, and so how artificial intelligence is um actually taking the music industry by storm in its really own subtle but like very terrifying way, because the way technology is set up nowadays you have the ability to reproduce the wavelengths, right? That are vocals and people that are dead uh, and people that are alive. You can effectively like recreate their sound and then put it over new sounds. You could recreate their voice and put it over new sounds. And all. it's crazy. Collaborations that you thought would never happen are happening, right? Mix-ups and, and mash-ups that you never thought were gonna happen are happening and it's a uh, problematic and terrifying now because with this stuff being free use and not being sold it's kind of taking some of the wind of 
beneath the wings, you know, of taking the wind away from the y'all get what I'm trying to say. It's taking away some of the power of some of these companies that have proprietary rights to put out certain mixers. And since they're not doing it, but you have like free use and you're not selling this stuff, I'll just make it myself and put it out. What are you supposed to do about that? How do y'all feel about uh, AI and music? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I just feel like, is it cool? Sure. Is it like, wow, this is really amazing like that we've gotten to a point with technology to where we could have like a Michael Jackson collab with Gucci. I don't know. Just like something crazy. Like it, 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 it's amazing that we can do it, but I just feel like with the use of AI now, like, um, artists are now like losing ownership of who they are as artists and of their art and their creativity. It's like, especially now, since it's so new, there's loopholes and there's ways of people basically profiting off of an artist and the artist doesn't get any type of say so any type of money any type of gain from it and it's like i don't like it uh, i don't like it at all i can, I, can, yeah. I heard that it was i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it like other than yeah i don't know what to say about it i just don't like that you no, that's you, you can now profit off of my likeness and my voice and everything that has made me the person that I am with well, this AI. That's, that's the reason why I think it's going to be legislated because I don't think that um, so when you're when you're put like this, we, you're now messing with corporations and their pockets, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see, I mean, it's fine right now. I think um, any uh, content creator that can kind of like utilize it to propel themselves into like a spotlight or whatever should definitely utilize it Um, and do it now because I think it's going to be legislated because there's no way that you can, um, you can, there's no way that corporations are going to be okay with this. I, I just put it like that. They're not going to be okay with losing out on money. Um, uh, and especially when you're talking about um, different um, uh, different people, different artists that have passed away, right? Um, if you're use, like if you're utilizing Biggie Smalls for, 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 uh, for music or whatever, I, I don't know how the state is going to, you know, react to something like that, right? And you're, I, I do feel like in a way you could potentially put yourselves, uh, like artists could put themselves into a situation where they could potentially be sued by an estate later on. Um, because I don't see how there, there are copyright laws, right? And you can't infringe on those on those uh, different lyrics or something like that without permission of use to use uh, those lyrics or whatever, right? But you can utilize their likeness or their or their voice. I don't. I, I think it's going to come to a point where it's, it'll be legislated, um, and I'm okay with that. I think there should be boundaries for certain things. <laughs> I think there should I- be. It's gonna get it's gonna get scary. I mean, it is scary right now, but it's gonna get to a point where it's like out of control. 
I think is a it's it's good things happening by people who are doing bad things, mm-hmm. which may sound confusing at first, but I think like there are a lot of good things being brought about by showcasing the strength, the dexterity, and power of AI. But I think mm-hmm. bad things are coming out of it because again, this doggone generation goes OD with anything that becomes available. And it's right. so frustrating. It's like, that's how you get all these dumb trends and challenges. Because one person does it and everybody's like, oh, I can do that too. Let's all do it. And it's like, it's super saturated with everybody trying to go viral, trying to showcase something. And the problem is, is like, just because you're not famous doesn't mean that it's not having an impact. And now you have everybody and a mama trying to recreate AI mashups. You got people like doing Drake covers with Kanye voice. You got, you know, Kanye doing, uh, excuse me, you got uh, Drake doing Kanye covers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Knowing that they got beef. You're giving people who don't really have a platform and all they do is just repost or they want clickbait, like an opportunity to just show something just because who want the first to do it. And somebody's going to listen to it. And you don't have anything of significance after that. And the problem with that is like, that gets noticed. But you don't have any credibility or any backing for why you did it. And now you got a like saturation of people without the credibility or backing. And it's no longer like, hey, look at something we can do. This is really cool, huh? It's like lawless. It's super loose and it's out there and it's available and it's accessible. And to people who got money, that's scary. And they're going to cause like legislation to be brought down. But that's the thing. Because it was so loose and lawless and it didn't really have boundaries and it was just so accessible, the legislation is likely going to be like OD or it's going to like overstep some boundaries just to kind of put people in place and keep like power in their hands. Because for the sake of like hip hop, for instance, I think part of the lore of this still young genre, right? Hip hop ain't ain't older than some of our aunties. Quite frankly, like hip hop ain't even the same age as our parents, right? Hip hop came out in, in 78. Shoot, it's 11 years older than me. And I'm 33. So you got to really put that in perspective. And so it's like part of the lore in all of these like decades that took place is like the unreleased music or the stuff that got like lost in translation or a legend that comes behind it. Oh shoot, I forgot about this Biggie and Tupac freestyle when they used to be friends. Oh man, here's the lost tape. Here's these mixes. And like it's so dope to hear that. And now it's kind of like some of the fun got taken away because it's like, I'll just make it myself. I didn't know it was going to be a problem because we had talked about this in a previous episode. Remember there there was an AI artist that got signed. It was a hip-hop artist. Oh, and the white dude saying nigga. Yeah, and he was just nigga, 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 nigga. And we found out that the two creators <laughs> of this AI were these white boys. And it's just like, yeah. it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. that's why I think it's it's gonna get legislated because it, there's it's gonna <clears throat> we're now crossing over into you know territory where 
there are going to be a lot of people that miss out on money because of this. And mm-hmm. again, when you're talking about uh, uh, dead artists, you know, estates are going to be missing out on 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 revenue and stuff. I, I just I don't really? see how that's right. going to be legal. I mean, hey. a, and AI AI is something that that's like it's evolving every day. This is this is a very rapid pace growth. This is not going to be like you know something that that we can kick the can down the road a little bit and we'll be we'll be we'll be okay this thing is growing and i I think that ai tools are something that that everyone benefits from in certain ways right i think we we utilize it in 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 our normal days right now you have siri or alexa and all that like we utilize ai but we ain't got that together because maybe i know they know and that, that's what I'm saying. Like the way that this is going, where you're talking about, I thought, I, to be honest, I think you know the whole hologram thing. I thought that was a pretty interesting concept, with, where you had uh, artists that were popping up as holograms. I, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, but where you're now taking it to where you can copy their voice, that's that's going to be something that ends up being something right. detrimental. If if it's not right. if it's not kept in boundaries, I I've been thinking about that uh, Spice Adams meme when he in the yellow suit, he ain't got a shirt on, and he behind that tree like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, that's a that's Marvin Gaye's estate. <laughs> <laughs> they just waiting, boy. They quick to sue anybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I heard you say the name gay. Yeah, G A Y, not with an E on it. Uh, we're gonna take you to court anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and Timberland, but Timberland is under fire now. He's not even gonna put it out. But he was talking about well, he uh, uh previewed a track with him and Biggie, right? And said that he was going to put it out. That was his dream collaboration. And now he's saying he's not gonna release it, but. You know, it's like again. I I think it's cool for I put it like this. I think it's cool when when you have when you have artists that um that just kind of like want to showcase what they can do, mm-hmm. right? If you're you're releasing it as a mixtape or something like that, I think that's pretty cool. Like I'm not I'm not I wouldn't be against it because they're not they're not in a mixtape form. They're not likely gonna earn any like any money off of it per se. It's gonna be something just to put them out and, and showcase what they can do. I'm all right with that. But when you're I, utilizing it, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. No, but when you're utilizing it and putting out as as albums on streaming sites, you know where you're collecting money, and you know if if you're doing a a. a a track with with Nipsey on one track and then you know Tupac on another and DMX on another like it's it's gonna it's you're not paying their estate. Yeah. You're not paying their estate and it's for their likeness. It's almost as if you're utilizing I I, I look at it as um if you were to take let's say you were to take um uh Snoop Dogg's face put it on a shirt and sell it right mm-hmm. you can you get enough money on it 
it will catch his team's attention and his team he will sue you for mm-hmm. utilizing his likeness mm-hmm. right this is going to be the exact same thing it's going to be the exact same thing i, I don't know how we're going to be able to you know get away from that i i don't see i don't i personally don't want to hey, see anybody I, get away i got from a hot take for you what was up well, actually, I don't even know if it's if it's hot because it's but it's definitely a deep take. Disclaimer: I'm not a hotel, and I'm, I'm I'm not quote unquote woke. Let me just throw that out there. But I do want us to look at uh societal trends, right? And I feel like the backlash that's going to come is from the elite being beat at their own game. See, the thing about being in a capitalist society is the things that are made available gives you the opportunity to capitalize or take advantage to the best of your ability of said product, entity, instance, time, whatever. We've been seeing this AI stuff like be introduced in various formats, but it's usually somebody with a whole lot of money who's typically not connected to the majority of society, right? The folks that we talked about, that that class. Mm-hmm. You ain't hang around these folks when you got X amount of dollars. So you don't really know what these folks be on. You're assuming and you're hoping you're going to be right, but this is going to be like Jason Tatum field goal percentage in the fourth quarter of game one. I had to get you back, Derek. So it's like, you're a bit... <laughs> That's real adorable. That was... That was <laughs> ah, you came at Detroit, though. But like, <laughs> but no, also real stuff though, is like, you're really just shooting in the dark sometimes because with you like not being connected to that class, you really don't know everything that's going to be on. And you're just hoping that what you think will be it is it. So the hologram Tupac, it was weird. Like, was it cool for technology? Sure. But ultimately, it was weird. I am not going to go to no hologram concert. I am oh, yeah, not yeah. like yeah. so much of a fan that I'm like, oh, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like then COVID like made things turn up in the worst way. Cause now you see the pipe dreams of like Zuckerberg's disconnect come to fruition. Yo, let's make a metaverse. Bro, what? Like well, see, all we of grew this up playing the film anyway. Like this stuff was gonna happen anyway. The pandemic fast tracked this. This was not. I mean, and not see. Well, I'm not saying that like it wasn't gonna happen, but that's what I'm saying. Like they got beat at their own game, right? Because the picture that I'm painting is like we had this metaverse, right? You got a like virtual universe that literally has just a weird like what exclamation point for a body, like that's upside down, no legs. And then people just like OD with that too. Like people just be OD on everything. A woman talking about she got raped in the metaverse. You ain't even got a lower half. What you get raped with? But like dumb stuff like that is taking place, right? Because people are literally trying to like live. My bad. But like people are trying to live like full on like lives, good or bad, in this virtual world. And then people are like, yo, we don't want that. Now you got people like, well, we're going to do a, like AI rappers. And it's like, I mean, it's cool what they can do, but like, we don't want that because we still got humans with like talent. You know what I'm saying? So then they had the nerve to say like, 
well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, like, release these things through AI. And humans are like, not humans, but like the regular society, like, I got you one better. How about we do the things that we know we like? We don't want a virtual world. We don't want hologram rappers. We don't want AI rappers. But it would be cool to hear these pipe dream mashups. Oh, I can make that with AI. Let me share that with people. Oh, that would be dope. Instead of saying, man, why hasn't so-and-so and so-and-so collabed yet? See, the thing that Timbaland is doing, he's capitalizing on things that people made. That yeah, these yeah. elite folk that ain't connected weren't doing. It's the same thing that happened with the versus battle. Yo, it, who's better? X person or Y person? Well, pick your best songs. I'll pick their best songs. And then it was like, well, we got money, so we're going to capitalize off of it. That's exactly what happened. You know what I'm saying? It's like all these elite people just keep getting beat at their own game and then they want to put like legislation on it. Right? Because you think about stuff like cyberbullying, right? Not saying that things people weren't doing were bad, but like you can get some serious penalties for enacting with somebody. I'm not enacting, for interacting with somebody like a certain way online, right? But nobody talks about some of the interactions that actually take place from people in positional power, albeit at work, um, albeit like even like first responders or, you know, judiciary people, things that they might say and do that make you feel a certain way. And they're excused because they have a certain position of power, right? You, even if you did a crime, like a judge would talk to you, like completely reckless on the stand. You know what I'm saying? We've seen body cam footage where like cops, like for real be so out of pocket physically and verbally and get away scot-free. You can be at work and it is more acceptable for you to lose your job than it is for you to speak up for yourself. You know what I'm saying? But then if you find a way around that, right, I can send an email, I can say certain things, I can speak to you a certain way. All of a sudden, if you have like equity and power with me, that's bad. We need to regulate it. Well, and that's so, what they're doing with AI. Well, so the reason why I'm saying that I think that's what is happening is because there's going to be a thing um i feel there's going to be something that's going to be put in place that authenticates you know allows you to authenticate whether or 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 or, or realize or whatever how you want to put it that this is a human uh voice or is an ai voice or ai generated uh, uh audio because you already have people that are able to they're already using this to 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 scam people out and or money and everything like that anyway like this mm -hmm. this is a like there's there's evil ways with different things and there's good things you can utilize with with i mean that's that's almost that's there's a good and bad to almost anything at this point yeah. um but i i just I, there's there's something with the music aspect of it that I can't help but feel that this is going to get out of control within the next six to eight months. I mean, it's already out of control, control now, it's but control. it's going to be further out of control if right. if there's no legislation put into place as to you can't do this, you can't do that, and but, it's going to take. That's why I minute. say is, that's why I say it's crazy because the reality is is. If people didn't take matters into their own hands on Instagram, you would have saw companies do this. Somebody in one of these companies or these record labels would have been like, yo, 
you know, purchase this, you know, collaboration, purchase this iteration. I mean, mm-hmm. folks were selling ringtones with Alvin and the Chipmunk AI type voices. One thing Alvin and the Chipmunk is just because mm-hmm. it sounded different and it wasn't out. So you got people like spending silly money on that. Oh, 99 cents here, 99 cents there. What would stop somebody from spending like a dollar to hear, you know, Drake on the Kanye West track, to hear Kanye on the Drake track with AI? What would stop somebody from hearing another, another like posthumous Biggie voice? Because they was already using AI when they had released that uh that Biggie album back in like 06 or whatever. That was stupid feature heavy. That had like the Bone Thugs and Eminem and 50 and all that on it. It's like, yo, Biggie's legit been dead for like 10 years. And y'all didn't have enough material for 10 years worth to like make an album with like new verses. You know what I'm saying? I think about that track of Spit Your Game. Like Spit Your Game came from, uh, what was it called? Like Notorious Thugs? When it was like a Get your game, talk your ish, grab your gat, call your click, you know, like it was like notorious. Mm-hmm. If you don't remember that track, I remember it was an original track called like Notorious Thugs by the Bone Thugs featuring Biggie. His bone and Biggie, Biggie, his bone and Biggie, Biggie. Mm-hmm. And they reused that verse. And then they had other songs where they like just added AI to some of the verses. Like you got people like being done like that, like Mac Miller, like they did that with Tupac. They tried to do with these folks, and it was like, yo, they didn't finish completing the album, but we spliced together these verses. We spliced together these words to complete it for them. We've been seeing it for like 20, not 20, well, yeah, 20 years now. I forgot how old we are. It sucks. Um, we've been seeing it for like 20 years, though. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. Like, they've been propping it off of it. But now that you got people who can do this on their phone at their home and then upload it on the same platforms you do and then make more off of it than you, now it's got to be regulated. I'm not saying that I like it, but I'm saying this is what we finna see and why. No, they mad that money getting taken out their pockets by people smarter than them. But what, what, with what you're talking about, the estate, if I'm not mistaken, the estate of these yeah. artists were involved, were they not? The estate so was involved because it was for sale. If you do it for that's free what, use. That's what I'm saying. Like, the estate has the ability to, to okay that that move. They don't have what if it's free the use? ability to, again, it goes back to what I was talking about before, of utilizing someone's likeness for profit, right? If you're the one that has ownership of that likeness, I'm not saying, you know, like like whether it's fair or not, but if you're the one that has the that owns the likeness, uh the rights to that likeness, and someone is utilizing it without your permission, you have you're within every right to go and collect the money. You are within the right. Like that that's and I think that's what's gonna end up happening with with generating someone's voice with a tool like this. Because the way Drake sounded on what was that uh uh Ice Spice uh song? It was him. That sounded just like him. Yeah, like, it, was it, was like it, it effectively was him. It was perfect. And and I like it's it's funny. It's funny to like to hear it and be like, oh, you know, like whatever. But that's what's going to end up happening moving forward 
and and even worse, right? Like because that's that was for jokes. This is going to end up happening to where people are actually utilizing it. I actually think that studios will utilize it too because even with the the writer strike in in Hollywood, you have uh, uh, studios that want to utilize AI to write scripts and not writers. Right, Dude, they use so, AI to make Jonah Hill kiss Lauren London, bro. They've been doing it. They just mad that it's accessible for us to do what they've been doing. No, but see, that's the thing. I like that's what I'm saying. Like because it's going to it's taking money out of pockets. Yeah. That's where it's going to get legislated. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. You know, I do think it has to be within a set. Uh, 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 amount of rules though because it's going to get out of further out of control right and and especially if you're talking about for profit if you're not talking about for profit um with music that's one thing but think about think about it like this okay outside of music you're talking about the ability to be able to say someone said something without any proof like it's just hearing audio and and now people are able to to be scrutinized for something that they didn't even say you know what i'm saying i like mean it's one thing to imitate someone but it's another to actually generate their voice on a on a script you typed up to then get someone else in trouble that that is irresponsible use of a great tool and so that's why I think honest, it's going to end up being where it gets legislated as well, because you're talking about people that are in high places that can't get in trouble. <laughs> you know, but bro, how many dudes, how many women, how many folks, man, locked up on some he say, she say, quote unquote, witness accounts, and there wasn't due diligence given to actually I see agree. if it was verifiable. So this is what I I'm agree. saying. It ain't nothing that don't exist already. And they're picking and choosing how they want to apply this, be it like what you suggested actually comes to fruition. And that's why I'm saying it's so like it, it's it's frustrating to see because your argument has so much potential when you talk about estates, when you talk about like we don't have the ability to verify this stuff. And it's like, but y'all wasn't doing it when it pleased your interests. And that's the thing. Nothing stopped you from validating like DNA tests. Like, come on, bro. Like, and I'm telling you as a scientist, like I recognize that like technology has gotten better, but there were certain things people could have actually done 20 years ago. And they're like, well, we just didn't want to order a DNA test. So you mean to tell me you would rather profit off somebody being in prison for 10 years as opposed to just ordering a $200 DNA test? Later on getting sued for like X amount of millions because you didn't do a due diligence. But now when it comes to something as simple as music, because somebody has access to the same technology you have access to because they paid the same amount of money for the same program and they're able to beat you at your own game. They released it for free before you could release it for profit. Oh, we got to legislate this now. Because again, they've been doing it in our face. And I think the problem is like, yeah, some people really are OD with like their like pipe dream collaboration. But again, if you're not selling it, you're not directly selling this product. It's almost like the John Moran situation. It's like outside of like certain things morally. Did you actually commit a crime? 
or are people just upset because you didn't do what they wanted you to do? Like, there are levels to this. Just like yeah. Ja tweet because he shouldn't have had the gun on camera and he gave his word that he wouldn't do it. There are some people who like, yeah, you might be tweaking because you're doing entirely too much. He's way hot on social media. But the same token, what crime did you actually commit that all of a sudden we got to put legislation in place so you can't commit a crime, which in turn will put money in our pockets that we're not getting just because you're doing something that is legal. Like That's manipulating the law like crazy. Well, I mean, you're basically talking about something about the same process as like weed, the whole weed industry. That's, yeah, that. Like, but see, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I brought up capitalism earlier because America is upset that other people. Like the, the thing that sucks about capitalism, you know what I'm saying, is like how it's so easy to manipulate because it's designed that anybody can take advantage of this, be it they have the opportunity to take advantage of it. But when greed got put in place of, of everybody's interest, it allowed people who did have the ability to capitalize on specific things or had resources to capitalize on it better to put themselves in a position that effectively is out of reach. The problem that creates now is while the society and the economy is still technically capitalist, so many people have such a strong advantage to capitalize that now if they aren't able to capitalize instead of just saying yo i'm gonna chalk that up as an l you know what i'm saying they trying to punish you for it like that's wild to me it is legal for me to buy the same software as you it's legal for me to use instagram for free just like you use it and it's legal for me to produce this material without making profit off of it but now we're going to have to legislate this so I can violate rules that doing something for free is now illegal and effectively makes me have to pay you, whether it be royalties, penalties, or interest for using something. Like this is going to be a Supreme Court case if it does, because it would effectively violate fair use copyright law. Because, mm -hmm. like, if I put something on Instagram and it gets a million views, I didn't put it on Instagram to hit a million views so I could get the profit of a million views. I just put it on Instagram. Because then if you want to say, well, we're making profit because you got X amount of views and it's generating this income for you, that effectively means fair use is dead. So what can we put on Instagram that literally isn't ours now? I mean, I see your point. I see your point. Like, this is about to get real messy because they about to shoot themselves in the foot and then try to bandage it up and then blame it on us. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I see your point. I just I just think we're going to – it's it's to the place where – um, Bro, they ugly and they breath stink. Huh? I said they ugly and they breath stink. <laughs> I just, I just think we're, 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 uh, we're going to, we're at the point now where it's, it is going to be extremely dangerous because, again, now anybody can say you said something that you didn't say, or now people can put you in music. Like, for example, Prince didn't like, all, like every artist, right? Facts. He didn't want he didn't want anybody you know utilizing his his uh his music and stuff like that you know but you know now people can 
can just utilize his voice and 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 that's that's to me that's dangerous. To me that's dangerous. I like I get it, but that's dangerous. So let's do this. How do you feel about voice impersonations? What about Chris the whatever making fun of Eminem? Right? What about D. Ray Davis mimicking Bernie Mac on college dropout? Like, so you're saying can you uh, sue somebody for that? Their, you're saying that the, that's utilizing someone's likeness for profit. I mean, yeah, if your voice was your tool, right? Imagine being a comedian. Your point of notoriety in your tool is your brain and your voice. You take away a voice, I don't have comedy. You know what I'm saying? I'm brain dead. I can't produce the clever material that makes up a comedy, right? That's the same reason why Mariah Carey, because of her voice, granted it was singing, but she was able to get her vocal cords insured. I had never heard of that until she did it. She because it wasn't like I got... You said what? She got her, her legs insured, too. Yeah, that's wild. I don't <laughs> know what people be seeing in legs. I ain't never seen a pair of legs, but like, Daniel's some sexy legs. I'm like, I'm glad you walking, but like, all right, get on my way. But anyway... Uh... <laughs> right, Ryan, Ryan's got great legs. I great legs. Like. I'm, yeah, you know what? You get a gold star for that flip. You ain't sweet. Hey, they're beautiful. I mm, see what I you're doing. I ain't mad at you play. I can say I've seen legs that are gorgeous. So I cannot mm-hmm. agree with you. But I, I can appreciate <laughs> the fact that Mariah is the most gorgeous woman ever to use. She is. She is. But uh, <laughs> back to Mariah Carey, the uh, you know, songstress. You know, it's like her ensuring her vocal cords because she knew if something happened to them that it would effectively impact her career. So I think yeah. the same regard is like if you have people who can mimic, right, and do a mimicry for comedy purposes or whatever. If I mimic your likeness and I profit it, then what, right? Because what is the line? What's, what's the line of delineation or, or, you know, point of delineation for jokes or in amusement or like profit? Because College Dropout was sold for a whole bunch of money. It's one of the greatest debut albums of all time. But I don't think anybody in Bernie Mac's estate was like, yo, Kanye, you owe us some money. When he did it, not only at College Dropout, but also brought it back for late registration. Mm-hmm. I don't think D-Ray Davis got sued for that. And it wasn't even on some Chicago love type stuff. I don't think anything came of it. But Eminem heard it, look what I'm handling, handling. Like, he just laughed at it. Because like, can you really sue somebody for that, even though it's being sold? So, but all of a sudden, we finna do that with AI? Hey, that was wild. I, think, I, I see think your point and what you're between... trying to connect it to, but it is a difference. Like, it's a difference yeah. between being the comic, jokey joke, and impersonating somebody, even though I don't like comics that only do that, because, like, it, that's not really. But it's a difference between that and, like, I'm about to make a full catalog, a full song, a full, like, project and profit up off of it using your likeness and your voice yeah because one well, is mimicking and the other is a, a, a carbon copy yeah. like those are there's a difference with that i i really feel like part of the the pushback regarding that is familiarity you know and i'll say that because i do think in in, in ending if Jay Farrow recorded an entire album mimicking somebody, people will look at it as amusement, right? Kind of like we do if somebody says something like, man, you ugly. 
and you can laugh because that's your boy. I assume I know their intention. But if I don't know your intention, even though if it's the exact same act, I'll treat it differently. And I think the intentionality is now in question because money's involved. I think that's the only reason that it's being questioned is because money is being involved. Yeah. I mean, money makes the world go round, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what runs society. So, uh, so it ain't moral, it's monetary. I think it's both. I think I think there's both. I think both of them go. Uh, with this, I think both go hand in hand. In this situation, I think both go hand in hand. I'm with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I uh, I think that. I think we're about done. Hey. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, we gotta do the uh, producer spotlight. Yeah, you know I mean, oh, gotta pull out this mic. That don't exist. This 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 bar. It's my shield because I didn't have my mic attached. I'm on headphones today, y'all. But uh, shout out to the engineers that that made this tech from this unnamed company that's not paying us for our advertisement. So these are some really good Bluetooth headphones. If y'all have been able to like my sound and my quality, I'll say that much. But um, yeah, for the producer spotlight today, I want to highlight one of my favorite producers who is seemingly a really cool dude that does a whole bunch of weird stuff. But like musically, the dude is just dope, man. Stephen Aaron Jordan, most commonly known as Stevie J. The man who gave us loads and buku meme faces through our love and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Hit us with one of those real quick. Um, dude is a musical genius. So, a uh, quick background on him. You know what I'm saying? He was born in Utica, New York. He was raised in Buffalo and Rochester, even though, uh, you know, our homies ain't on Jonathan don't claim him. It's okay, though, because, like, he's still a legend. But one of the big things is um, he was part of the legendary, you know, hitmen, the in-house roster of people, you know, for for Bad Boy Records, like when Bad Boy was like legit coming up and Biggie was alive and and Diddy wasn't riding the coattails of Biggie. So like he worked on so many dope projects with so many people. And um, he produced one of my favorite R&B songs of all time, Honey by the vocal cord insured legend Mariah Carey. And uh, he produced one of the most classic, notable flips of uh, <laughs> old school music ever. When he uh, flipped, you know, I'm coming out to create more money, more problems with Biggie, Mace, and Puffy. Stevie J did that. Yeah. Man, like he also produced uh, the song Breakdown from uh, Mariah Carey. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still believe. Um, shoot, let me go back to this production discography because there's so many songs, like starting from like '96 on Kissing You by Total, which was nuts. Um, he produced that, like, I'll be missing you. He produced that one. Um, man, he produced uh, 
Let me blow your mind by Eve. Yeah. Dang, man. <laughs> That's crazy one. Um, let me see. He produced a uh, yeah, hot and wet for one twelve. He produced uh been so long by New Edition. He produced uh, let me see. Wow, I didn't know he actually produced Freak by Sherry Dennis. Uh, he produced with Day Twenty Six, Bobby Valentino, TGT, Rick Ross, Puffy and the Family. Uh, he produced uh, Nobody Else with Summer Walker on the album Over It. You know, he ain't never stopped. Um, you may also know him from being married to a bunch of women that had notable um, entertainment prowess. You know, at one point he was married to the legendary Faith Evans. You know what I'm saying? So you know her because she is a musical songstress, a super dope voice uh, who has hilarious stories. He was married to Mimi Foss, who he has a daughter with. So she produced a mixtape. I'm calling mix, but the first letters are S, E, not M, I. And then uh, also was with Jocelyn Hernandez, who Puerto Rican princess. The Puerto Rican princess, who we all questioned the gender until she let us know on her own. What her, what her gender was, you know, and uh, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, but jokes aside, though, now CBJ is a legend for real deal, like one of my favorite producers because, um, I think the thing that makes him so cool is he was able to access like really interesting, unique, and authentic sounds to create a lot of his production, whether it had been in like hip hop or it had been in RB. And, respectfully he's like a can to a Timbaland with how he was able to flip some of these noises. I think one thing that like we love about Timbaland is like how he is able to like extract like, yo, I wouldn't have thought of that. And he puts it in the sound. I mean he puts it in the song and he makes a beat off of it. And like I don't hear the synth like we hear in honey like that like you don't hear stuff like that. You don't hear like that let me blow your mind. Like that's a completely different sample kit. Like, you don't hear people just use that repeatedly. And I, I think that's what makes him so cool because uh, a lot of his production is unique and there aren't many tags where you're just like, I know that's Stevie J. It's just that good. Yeah. So props to you, man. Salute to you for giving us not only like laughs, but uh, yeah, having hella dope music. Legend. I'm sorry, I cut you well, off. I didn't mean to. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, give our socials, and uh, I think we can call it a call this a, a, a perfect episode. I'm with it. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Nina Soul Nina with two eyes Soul the Spanish way S O L, and you can just find me everywhere else through that one thing. So yeah, Nina Soul. Um, yes, I use the handle one as in the actual numeral one, Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Rob, R-O-B. That is going to give you access to my Twitter. That is going to give you the ability to access my locked Instagram, and I'll accept you if I feel like it. And you can also follow my science page at Everyday Genius 365 
Uh, we will be coming off hiatus soon, talking about a litany of topics, everything ranging from drugs to exercise and mental health to material, space, time. Because, um, yeah, I went to school for all of this stuff, and I want to talk to you all about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you can follow me at Derek uh, underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K. Black way to spell it. Mm-hmm. Don't see, and you're mocking me, so <laughs> they, some of them couldn't see what I just did. <laughs> so yeah, so Take her to court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> I see, I see you in court, buddy. Um, <laughs> oh shoot, that's AI. But <laughs> but nah. Um, more importantly, just follow the brand OTS Media, uh, Media Co on all social media platforms. OTS Media on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching. You and you have not done so, hit that like button, subscribe, notification bell, um, see what we got going on. Uh, you might as well, you're on the page. So, you know, if you made it this far, you know, we, we really love you. Uh, but definitely thank you guys you. for watching. Most definitely. Thank you guys for watching and or listening, and we'll catch you all next time. See? Oh, hey, I'm going to throw this in real quick. Soon y'all bust in next month when I whoop Derek using Wale in the fans battle. Appreciate it. Yeah, that sounds like insecurity to me. Catch y'all later. Bye.